0: Hello, hello. Welcome all my twisted and wicked crime lovers. It's Sunday, so you know what that means? A new episode. Whether you're listening to me on Sunday or not, I do drop these on Sunday. I usually do them a little later in the day, but today... I'm enjoying my time with my little girl and doing laundry. I got myself some Starbucks. So I'm enjoying it and I'm like a little nervous today and I don't know why. Like another week has flown by and I don't know why I'm feeling nervous about this one, but I am. And anyway, life just goes by way too fast. So let's enjoy it. How is everyone doing? Like I said, I'm just doing the Sunday thing, and I'm here, and I'm trying to calm my nerves because for some reason, like I said right now, this case just makes me nervous. It's weird because I've heard it before, but now is everybody having a good week? My week's always balancing work, being a wife and being a mom to a toddler (laughs) and doing this podcast. I enjoy doing this so much, and I hope that you're all enjoying it too. Now, this is another favorite case of mine. I have a lot of them, but this one in particular, it's just downright bizarre and one that I'm never really going to totally understand. I mean, I understand it, but what happens and the end result of it all is something that I don't understand. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, this case does involve cannibalism, so if you just ate lunch... Or dinner, or whenever you're listening to this, or you're a bit squeamish when it comes to that things, uh, you may want to come back to this one later. And I won't hate you for that, but I do want you to listen to it because it is a crazy one, like they all are. Now, this doesn't have a lot of cannibalism in it, but it does, and it's it's gross. It's just eating people is just gross. Honey. Now, the first time I came across this case, I was kind of like did a, huh? It's not like a normal cannibalism case. There's been serial killer cannibalisms, just body after body eating them. And this is a cannibalism case I have not quite heard like this. And so I knew when I heard this one that I had to cover it myself. It's just too juicy. (laughs) just too juicy. That was gross. That was the wrong plan words there. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about Issei Sagwa. I do not say his last name right, but Issei is his first name, but Issei Sagwa, he is a man that got away with murder. So we're going to talk about him today. Have you heard of him? If not, you're in for a treat. Yes, he does get away with all of what he does. And walks a free man, not even like jail for it. Like he did jail time for like a minute, but anyway, what like cannibalism walks out free? Him, apparently. Now, quick thought, I have to wonder what his last meal would have been if he was in prison on death row. <laughs> Think about it. Like he's a cannibal, like <laughs> You guys know I'm fascinated with that. And so this is one that I'd really be interested in um, knowing what his last meal was. Now, Issei was born on April 26th, 1949, in Kobe, Japan. When Issei was born, he was a very frail and tiny infant. He was actually premature, and he almost died before his mother gave birth to him. Now, you guys, when he gets older, he's only four foot nine. So he's a very thin man as time goes. On in life. And as I said, he was born premature, and it was said that he could fit into the palm of his father's hands. And I've seen a picture of it, so if I can find that picture, I will try to post it, but I haven't seen it in a while. Now, because Ismi was so premature and so tiny, this led to a number of health issues. Serious ones like internitis, which I had to look this up. This is a disease that impacts the intestines. Now, I didn't know what that was, so if you're wondering like me, you're welcome. (laughs) Issei was born into super successful, wealthy parents. Issei's father was the president of Water Industries, and his grandpa was actually the editor of a major newspaper in Japan. They were doing very, very well, and his mom was like the mama bear, the go-to mom. She stayed at home with him and his little brother. Now, when Issei's mom was pregnant with him, she actually fell down a flight of stairs and she almost miscarried. Now, obviously, they lived through that, but maybe this is kind of like why he was the way he was. So, all in all, it was a very good upbringing, a very loving family. Issei and his little brother were very close. Now, I couldn't find much information on the little brother. I just know that they were very close and... He's later said when he's defending Issei that he had the same urges as him, like he wanted to eat people too. So I'm just kind of like, what is going on with this family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Issei and his little brother love to play games with their uncle. Issei was a bit of a loner in school and he didn't have a lot of friends, but he loved school and he loved to study and it showed because he was very smart. He really was into literature and things like that. Issei was a very smart man for what he was going to do. Excuse me, Issei from a very young age was fascinated with cannibalism or eating people as he probably didn't know what the correct term was. And it's said that his fascination would start when he would play those games with his brother and uncle and one of the games that they liked to play was giant. So his uncle would pretend to be this giant, and this giant would chase the children and then eat them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's a fun game. But in Issei's head, this meant, like, eating people. Cool. He's already starting. And I, it is said that those games were what kind of led him to do that. Now, all Issei knew was that he wanted to bite and eat an ear or an arm. And Issei kept this to himself as a child. And like most children, they would go through things you'd think this was a phase or they would grow out of it. But nope, not our friend Issei here. He was growing up and his obsession with this would only grow as he was even reading about cannibalism. I don't even know where you would find books on that at that age. In first grade, he had his first urge when he found a classmate attractive and he wanted to take a bite out of her. First grade, you guys. He wanted to know what that thigh tasted like in first grade. He was dedicated to his research. And like I said, he was a very smart man. And we will get there. And it's why this makes no sense to me as he was about to be something great, I feel. I mean, his dad and grandpa were, were getting it. So, Issei had a, had a life ahead of him, and he chose this instead, but he did walk free and became famous after that, and we'll, we'll get to that a little later, which is bizarre to me, too. This is what I'm telling you. This is a bizarre case. It's disgusting, too. Okay, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> As he was growing into a young man, his obsession was growing darker, and it was taking a dangerous turn. He was having issues trying to fight back the urge to eat someone. And he knew he had to satisfy his craving. Meanwhile, again, his parents have no idea what's going on in his head. Issei even said he tried to seek help from a therapist when he was younger uh, for these urges. But he learned that you had to go in person and he had to pay for it. And he didn't want his parents to know. So, I mean, he kind of almost did the right thing. Now, to Issei's parents, he was a good student who excelled in all his studies and he could do no wrong. So, again, it doesn't make any sense why he would want to eat someone. A lot of times, not all the time, childhood had a lot to do with, like, the serial killers, like how they were upbringing and the abuse of homes and stuff that they were in. But, and they end up killing and where killers do. But Isay didn't have a bad childhood. I mean, I don't think it was perfect, but everything I've read seemed like a wholesome family. And his parents weren't going around eating people, so where did it come from? something in his head wasn't quite right and maybe him being premature maybe the fall from his mom on the stairs i don't know something's not right in his head okay so when issei was 23 he actually tried to eat someone he was trying to feed that hunger he had oh my god yuck i have never once thought it would be like to eat someone i've had no no desire I mean, I like my meat, like steak and chicken and stuff, but not people. Now, at the age of 23, he was on the prowl looking for someone juicy to eat. These feelings of eating someone had also developed a sexual component. And when it developed into this, he started fantasizing about eating women's flushes, like very beautiful ones, like ones like Grace Kelly, who everyone knew back then was gorgeous. So, obviously, he just didn't want to eat. He wanted a pretty girl to eat. So, one night in 1972, his fantasy was about to come true. He was walking the streets and saw this very attractive German girl. And I think he had seen her before, like on the bus and in passing. So, it wasn't like he just saw her on the streets. He had kind of seen her around, but he happened to see her that night, and he was following her like a creepster. And he kind of knew that this was going to be the one. Now, instead of approaching her and trying to get to know her because he thought she was attractive, not to have sex with her, but to other things, but maybe talk to her like a new Mario movie. I don't know. He waited for her to go into her apartment, and then he broke into it instead. Now, I believe she was sleeping, but he snuck up on her with the intention of eating one of her body parts. Now, she was naked, and this excited him very much. This is what he had been waiting for. It's go time. And like I said, he didn't want to kill her. He just wanted to take a bite out of her bare bottom. Okay, that's the other thing, guys. He likes the booty. He wanted to go for the booty every time first. That was like the first thing he wanted to try. It's weird coming out of my mouth saying that. Well, remember when I said that Issei was only four foot nine as he got older? Well, he was weird little man and he's trying to like go up to her, smell her, be a weirdo. And he brushed up against her. So she woke up and she overpowered him pretty quickly. (laughs) You go girl, get his little ass. Now she called the cops and he was quickly arrested on attempted sexual assault, but only this wasn't the case. He wasn't trying to sexually assault her. Now, here comes Daddy right away, offering this woman lots of money. And I don't know how much because it's never been said, but he offers this woman lots of money to drop the charges against Issei. Now, it must have been a lot because she did. And, of course, Issei didn't learn a damn thing, thanks to Daddy for bailing him out with paying that girl. So, Issei does this. Now, his parents think it's sexual assault. He tried to eat this woman, and he has, like, no consequences, so he's not learning his lesson, like, whatsoever. Now, this must have frightened Issei some a bit because he backed off trying to eat someone for a little while, but those thoughts never left him. I mean, how could they? They've been there his whole life. And during this, these thoughts were going stronger and stronger. So Issei, trying to fight these urges took himself a little vacay. You know, he's under a lot of stress, you guys. I mean, just the stress of trying to eat somebody. That's that's a lot of stress. I I can't imagine that kind of stress. I just I don't know. I don't understand this. I don't. I'm telling you. Whew. Well, he took a cruise, and on this cruise, he met a butcher. Oh boy. He was all over this. Now, he strikes up a conversation with the butcher, asking him all kinds of questions, like, you're a butcher. How do you cut the meat? And which way and which knives do you use? He was asking all these weird questions that you don't, like, ask somebody. And, like, I'm sure this butcher was, like, cool. Someone wants to know about my job. But in reality, he, like, wants to know, like, how to cut somebody up and eat them. And actually, fun fact, later, when Issei is caught for what he does, he actually writes a letter to that butcher thanking him for letting him know about what they talked about. And the butcher never wrote back, but I'm sure that butcher was like, fuck, now I know what he was asking all those questions for. And he probably kind of felt like a piece of shit. Like, maybe if I didn't say that, maybe... It wouldn't have happened. I don't know. he say it was just, he's collecting all this information in his head. Now, it would be five years from that first attempt before he successfully fulfills his 32-year-old dream in the making. At this time, he was studying in Paris at the prestige Paris Sorbonne University with the major of comparative literature. It's now 1977, and he is 28 years old. He's living his life. He's getting out there. He's trying to be more social. And he would actually go out and then bring a sex worker home almost every single night back to his apartment. But not with the intention to have sex with them again, to eat someone. And he was trying to gain up enough courage because he was a weak, frail little man. Because he knows, like, if you need to eat somebody, you have to kill them first. And Issei is like, he's kind of not the best at that. (laughs) He would wait for these sex workers to have their backs to him. And then he would try to shoot them. He chickened out every single time. Can you imagine when you see pictures of this guy, this little man holding this gun and Chickening out, and I can only imagine what these sex workers were thinking. They were like hired to go have sex, and then this weird man has a gun. Because I'm sure they figured it out. Like anyway, he never went through with it. He never actually killed any of those sex workers, but he would try. But he would chicken out. <laughs> I just, oh yeah, yeah. Now, after working as a writer in France for years. I'm doing pretty good guys. I hadn't tripped up until right about now. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Give me a second. Okay. So when he was 25 years old, oh no, I'm sorry. He wasn't 25 years old. See, now I lost my place and I'm getting mixed up. So after he was working as a writer in France for several years, this is when he met 25 year old Dutch student, Renee. Renee Hartvett, I think is how you say her last name. I'm really bad with last names. Issei, I'm pretty sure I'm saying his first name wrong too, but. So Renee was very smart and beautiful. She actually knew three different languages and she was in Paris studying as well. And uh, Issei actually met her while in class. Now, the two of them, oh, I should mention this is 1981 at this point, so it's a few years later. Now the two of them hit it off pretty quickly, and they became good friends. Although Issei was really in love with her, he he wanted Renee. He did. He wanted her and all of her. He he wouldn't like really express these feelings because they were friends. But you know he did mention it at one time, like he liked her, and she said, "No, we're just we're just friends. We're gonna leave it at that." And Anyway, Issei would often go to Renee's place because she would teach him German. He was like, I want to learn German, and she was German, and she says, yeah, great. So here comes Issei's demon rearing its head. This is when he becomes really obsessed with eating his new friend, and he really wanted to know what a juicy thigh tasted like and couldn't stop. Issei got enough courage and went out and got himself a gun he means business. Now one night he had Renee over to read poetry and have dinner. And she's sitting at his desk and her back is faced to him painting the picture for you guys. Just trying to do it. Anyway, he leaves to go get the gun because this is this is go time, right? He say I don't even know how she heard this. Um, she must have been deep in the poetry, she's reading it aloud, but he tried to shoot her and it it went wrong. It it didn't happen. You say chickened out, like he always does. And how Renee didn't see this is shocking to me or see what he was doing. Anyway, she went home for the night, and is just feeling pretty down about himself, and he's like, okay, I got to buckle up. I got to do this. I got to be a man. I got to go through with this. So he invites Renee over again another night for dinner again and poetry. And this time he asks her if he could put the recorder on so that she could record herself while she is uh, reading the poetry. Because he doesn't want her to hear the gun. He already messed up once. He's like, I'm not messing this up again. So she's like, yeah, sure. Okay, that sounds fine. Meanwhile, he says again that he loves her. And she's like, "Isay, I told you. We're just friends. And they are reading the poetry. And Isay walks off to grab the gun. Now, I am... He just, he, he wanted to murder her and devour her up and cook her real nice. So on this night, on June 11th, 1981, is when she was over there. And I'm going to warn you, here it comes. Like, it's it's happening. Everything seemed to be normal. She's reading that poetry. But he knew he had to kill her first in order to eat her. Now we all know how hard, what a hard time he had last time, and with these sex workers. So is it really going to happen this time? Well, unfortunately for Renee, he didn't chicken out this time. And as she's reading this poem aloud with her back to him, he came up behind her and fatally shot her in the neck. Now it is said that she was uh, still reading a little bit after she was shot in the neck before she fell over dead. I can't, I can't imagine that horror. <laughs> Oh boy, here we go, his dreams are happening. So she falls over dead, and guess what Issei does? He's shocked himself. I have no fucking idea. He fainted next to her. Like he fainted. He shot her and fainted. And he's like, what the fuck? This guy, like, come on, dude. He's just the strangest, strangest man. Like, he shocked himself, he fainted. His dream is coming true and he faints. <laughs> Well, Issei eventually comes to and gets excited like, oh, goody, I did it and I can eat her. Poor Renee. Issei had sex with her after that. And this is when Issei couldn't wait any longer. He started eating her, like just right there. And he realizes that his teeth aren't sharp enough to eat through the flesh. (sighs) So he grabs a fruit knife. Okay. Now he tries to chop off pizzas of her with this fruit knife, and it's not sharp enough either. Nothing is working, and he's getting frustrated, so Issei decides to leave to go to the store, and he leaves poor Renee there, and he buys a curved meat knife. Bingo! That worked. So he's chopping her up, and he starts eating parts of her flesh, like raw, like sushi style. Ugh. And then he cooked her up like a nice filet. He is sampling everything. He started with her booty first. Shocker, right? Because that's what he wanted the most. Her thighs, her arms, her boobs, her face. He's just having himself a feast. He tried her using condiments with ketchup and mustard and mayo and maybe a little Dijon. I have no fucking idea. Some salt and pepper. I have I have no idea. He he did it with condiments. And he even baked some of her. Like, he's just trying it all the ways. Now, he said the fat on it didn't really have an odor. And it was like kind of like a tuna texture or something like that is what I read. Ugh. You guys, why did I say that to you? Because that just grossed me out even talking about it. I even saved some of her for later. Like maybe a little snack for later. I have have no idea. Now, when doing interviews later, he said he got great sexual pleasure while eating her, and he also would tell her that he loved her. Now, he knew he had to get rid of her, but he was like, I need to keep her around longer. I need to sample her more, and I love her. So he placed her in his bed and then slept next to her. It's like her half-eaten body in his bed. Now, knowing the next day, he was probably going to have to get rid of her, so he's like just trying to take her all in. Now, he also wanted to eat Renee, he said, because she was healthy, tall, and beautiful. All the characteristics he was not, and he wanted to absorb her energy. Through eating her? I'm, I'm assuming? I don't know where that logic comes in. I have no idea. It's just yuck. Okay, I've got the, all kinds of yucks running through me right now. Anybody else? I'm just sadly picturing this man eating a woman. Ooh, oh, my, my stomach. Now, well, Issei has to get rid of her poor body. And as he's chopping her up, this took a few days, by the way, he's taking pictures of all this. And she's starting to smell and there's flies coming. So he's like, okay, I really got to get rid of the body. So what does Issei do? He gets two suitcases. I don't mean to laugh, but this this part's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> And I'm uncomfortable, you guys. This is uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable telling you this. <laughs> so he put poor Renee's chopped up buddy into two suitcases. And remember, he saved some of her for a snack later. So it's not like he's getting rid of her. It's just some of her in the freezer and stuff. Now, after he did this, he called himself a cab. And as he's going downstairs, he takes his little self with all his might carrying these two very heavy suitcases down to meet the cap. Can you imagine this the sign of a man with these big suitcases and really heavy? Like I imagine that was such a funny sight. Like I can't imagine. <laughs> but the taxi driver, you know, obviously helped him put the suitcases in the trunk. And as he's doing this, he's jokingly asking, Issei, say, dang, these are heavy. What are you hiding in here? A body? Oh, sweet taxi driver. You nailed it. So if only this cab driver really knew what was up. Now this cab driver was going to take E. C. to a park which had a lake and so Issei's plan was to drop these into the lake. Now the cab driver dropped him off in the suitcases at the park. Now this park was at the Bois de Boulogne public park And it was 8 p.m. at night. Now, for this was a very, very public park, very well known, lots of people all the time. And even at 8 p.m., there were still quite a few of people there. Like, Issei. I don't know. Like, dude, he's just hoping to like drop these in the on the thing. So I'm laughing because this is where it gets just like ridiculous. So obviously there's people around and people actually remember seeing this weird man carrying suitcases that looked way too heavy for him. And they were. Issei's small little body was actually not even really carrying them. He was dragging them as he walked down and tried to push them into the lake, but he was just too... He's he's easy. Like he he just he tried and he couldn't do it. Can <laughs> you imagine this man trying to push? He's pushing and so he exhausted himself and he just left the suitcases there by the edge of the lake. <laughs> People are watching him, obviously. <laughs> now he walked away and he just kind of stopped and. He just kind of admired and was taken in the sunset just taking a breather he's taking a break because i'm pretty sure he was trying to like go back to uh finish up the job but again there are people around and this older gentleman saw him kind of over by the suitcases because he didn't even like walk that far away from it like you fucking idiots what are you doing and poor renee you guys oh So this older man was like, hey, is that your suitcases? You know, he's like yelling at him and Issei is like, uh, no. And so then Issei just like walks off, just walks off. He keeps going and he goes back to his apartment and these two suitcases are just sitting there. Now, the man that had said something to him was like, okay, that's a special. Like, what are these suitcases doing here? So naturally he walks over to them and. He's like, what's inside? Is it like money? Is it treasure? Is it clothes? Like, whatever. So uh, he opens them and poor guy finds Renee's chopped up dead body. And hey, police were called immediately. Now, when police arrived, multiple people told police they saw a tiny Asian man around the suitcases and even holding them. Now, that really didn't give them much to go off of. And they're looking in these suitcases and they're like, oh, my God, this is not just like a murdered girl. Like, it looks like she's been eaten. So now they're like, what the fuck is going on? It really didn't take long for uh, them to find Issei. And I'm not quite sure how they did, but it was like a day after. Now, police arrest him and he confesses everything right away. He just lays it all on the line that he... Wants to eat people, and he found Renee, and she was the one, and he killed her, and he started eating her. Now, while he's in holding, French officials searched his apartment, and they discovered the mother motherlode. <laughs> they discovered what was left of the cooked remains and Renee's ID, so it just was like, bingo, here we go. Now, of course, did we forget about Daddy Boy? Because here comes daddy to eat. Issei's rescue. Issei's dad hired, like, the top defense attorney, like, the best you can get. Now, Issei was only locked up for two years while waiting trial. This is why I said he, like, spent a minute in jail. So the judge at the time said he was legally insane and unfit to stand trial. And the charges were dropped. So they were like, he's got to spend... You know, the French courts were like, he's got to spend like indefinitely into a mental institution. So he was supposed to spend life in a mental institution. So again, not jail, but pretty much. Um, But again, I told you he walks free. So that's not the end of it there. So he indefinitely is supposed to be in a mental institution. And around this time, Issei was becoming pretty big news and getting a lot of media attention magazines, journalists, everybody wanted to talk to Issei, the man who ate a woman. Like this was big news, you guys. This was the juicy goss. Like there was even a man who went and like wrote a book about him and I, oh my God, you guys, I forgot to put it in my notes. I forgot the name of the book, but I'll try to remember to look it up and put it in the Instagram post. But he wrote this book and it became like not like a huge top seller, but it just became very fascinated. Everybody was just kind of like obsessing over Issei, the man who eats somebody. And he's in this mental institution. And they do not like the media attention they're getting, nor do they like the bad press. So they're like, we we don't want him anymore. Like this is, we, we can't handle this. And so they sent Issei back to Japan where he was put into a mental institution there. Now, at this mental institution while he's in Japan, they do a psych evaluation on him, and they actually deemed him to be sane but evil, and that his sexual desires were what drove him to kill, that were, like, the main purpose to kill. So as long as those were under control, he wouldn't kill. I don't know if I believe that, you guys, because dude's been thinking about people since he was, like, born. Now, they did try to uh, him for murder in Japan, so he did go to court, but the charges got dropped because the French refused to hand over any of the necessary court documents, so at this point in Japan, there's no evidence to stand for trial, and there was no evidence to connect Issei to Rene, so it's like it never happened because the French won't give it over, and so in Japan, they have nothing to go on, and they couldn't hold him anymore. He wasn't charged for anything, and he was just able to check himself out of the hospital. And on August 12th, 1986, he did just that. He was free to live his life, walking around a free man, just doing whatever. Seriously? Come on, French. He ate somebody. He killed somebody, and he ate somebody. And it wasn't his first time. You think that man, the rest of his life, wasn't walking around thinking about eating people? we thinking about, I mean, did he eat somebody else? I'm pretty sure he probably did. I mean, that urge to just does not go away. Now, he became very famous in Japan. This is what I don't understand. <laughs> like, number one, I don't understand. He went walking free. He spent like a minute in jail. He actually didn't really spend any jail time. Just a couple, 18 months or whatever when he was waiting trial. I wasn't charged with anything. He ate somebody and he's becoming Famous, he's doing press conferences, he's doing all kinds of things, and people are very fascinated by E. C. And he actually uh, met a woman and became like love interest with her, and he had talked about how this woman saved him from not wanting to eat people. So, you guys, the thought was still there. It doesn't go away. I really believe E. C. should have been in jail until the day he died, or at least get to throw. That's like. Something like no, Ye say he actually did just recently pass away on November twenty fourth, two thousand and twenty two. So just a few months ago, and he was seventy three. So this man lived his life until he was seventy three. Probably died of natural causes. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but he did. And Lord only knows. Like, is that what? All serial killers are kind of infamous, but Issei was famous for what he did to poor Rene in France. I don't understand that. Can somebody explain to me how that works? How does that work? Now, I still wonder what his last meal would have been if he got death penalty. Like... Right? Does anybody else wonder? Because I would want to know. Because these serial killers and killers have some weird things. But you say I feel like would be like the weirdest. I don't know. I feel like he'd have like some kind of sushi, but not like the normal kind. I I really don't know. This is like a question that's like heavy on my brain when I was doing the research. Like, what would his last meal be? Well, this was just an awful one, and there, there it is. We took it to another level today. And I hope you're all okay after that one. It was gross. It makes me sick. Oh, strange little Issei. The man who got away with murder. The man who got away with eating somebody. I said I've heard cannibalism cases before, but this was a bizarre one. And I need to go eat lunch right now, and I don't think I want to. (laughs) I, I... I... Well, anybody, um, I will post pictures of our strange little man and Renee, and I apologize about the last case that I did, um, with Jeremy Steinke, um, his picture got cut off. Um, I'm not a good tech person and when it comes to Instagram, I don't know how to resize photos and I thought I didn't, his face was cut off. So I do apologize for that. If anybody saw that, um, that was not my intention. Again, he was ugly, and I wanted you all to see that. But I will post correctly. Hopefully, the pictures of Issei and Renee, and I'm gonna try to find that picture of him in his father's hand when he was a baby, so you can get a real feel for like how tiny he was. And you can see these on my Instagram at Twisted Wicked The Pod, and you can also email me if you like at Twisted Wicked Crime The Podcast at gmail.com, And this was a fun one, right? And next weekend, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do yet. I have some few that I've already written out and like this one I hadn't written out. So I threw it together this week. Um, I hope it wasn't too bad, but I have some, a lot of stuff going on next weekend. My nephew's getting married and my daughter has a birthday party to go to on Sunday. So I'm going to try to squeeze in a story where I can. Maybe I'll make a survivor one because I have a short survivor one already written out. So maybe we can do that one because I gave you some cannibalism. So maybe a survivor. We will see. We will see. But anyway, I hope everybody has a kick-ass rest of their day, no matter what day you're listening to this on. I hope you have a kick-ass week and I will talk to you all later. Bye.